Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 132 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero and check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast. Our Gmail is ECHeroCast at gmail.com. And, oh, episode 132, as previously mentioned, we are reviewing Ant-Man. And the recording date, at least over here in Oklahoma, is the late, late hours of Saturday, October 22nd. And in Eddie's case, the early, early hours of Sunday, October 23rd. That is right. The uh, yeah. what will likely be the final day of the Yankees season. We can put this to uh, put this season to rest. Mm. Yeah, a brave season ended like a week ago. So you know what? It's whatever. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, lost my train of thought here. Oh. This is like the first hero cast after dark we've done since what, like the crow. Did we do one on? Is this going to come out Halloween? I was thinking about that. Like, what's the Halloween episode uh, this year? What is the Halloween episode this year? Actually, Let we've me already take a look. we've already recorded it and we didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it depends. So the one dropping before Halloween is Age of Ultron. And the one dropping right after, on on November 2nd, is Ant-Man. So, Hmm. I don't know. November 2nd. Oh, wait, no. Traditionally, you got to observe the holiday before the date. Yeah. So, we missed it. Uh, Although, next week's episode will be our voting spectacular. What? Well, it's election. It'd be the day after the the midterm elections. So. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go vote out. for Stitt if you're in Oklahoma. Who? Kevin Stitt, our governor. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, go uh, go vote, and uh, I don't know. It's weird. I get uh, because I I'm assuming because I attend Michigan State, they. If they're emailing me all these things about, uh, oh, what are their names? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor, something Tudor. Like they keep mailing me, oh, so the- not not email, but just like actual through the mail. Tudor Dixon, maybe. I don't know. I get a bunch of their flyers, but I'm like, guys, I don't care. I don't live in Michigan. Yeah, the Spartan. That's all I am. Yeah, I get there. Yeah, Tudor Dixon. They're a candidate for the governor of Michigan. It's like, cool. Don't care. Don't live there. It's like, who else sends me? Uh, I get emails from Herschel Walker. He's like, just give me $5 and Dude, keep the... I'm like, I, Herschel, I don't I live in also, Georgia. I don't care. I also get emails from Herschel Walker. <laughs> and like, get, no, I'm good. Yeah, I get emails from Herschel Walker. I get... Uh, I get emails from Move On, and they just like randomly pick. Um, I don't know. They just like randomly pick uh, candidates that tell me to donate to. Uh, of course, I don't because yeah. I don't live anywhere at these places. So, yeah, I don't know. Vote for who you want. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how to vote for who. What? Vote for whichever politician best aligns with your needs. There you go. 
No, I want everyone to vote red. I'm just kidding. You vote however you want. I really don't care. Vote for... Uh... I will say that. Vote at a national level if you want, but be more concerned with local elections because that has more of a bearing on your day-to-day life. It's true. It does. <laughs> I was trying to think of a... Uh... Oh, well, I don't know. That I, I can't. I was going to okay. try to do a tie-in and with Frank Underwood, but then I remember he's canceled because Corey Stoll's in the movie, but nah, never mind. <laughs> mm, interesting. Hey, this was released on July 17, 2015. What were you doing around July 2015? Mm, big one. Big one. So... As, as I've mentioned before, I've got this job at Goliath Bank, not really feeling it. But the thing that kept me going was a two-week vacation. Uh, it was like a um, it was a vacation slash adding a couple baseball parks uh, of the, the the north and the northeast. So started off, went to Toronto. Now I've actually uh, been to the Sky Dome before. That was actually the first ballpark I knocked off the list in 99. But I didn't have any photos from it, from that trip. Or at least none that existed anymore. So I was like, ah, why not? And I got to see Toronto beat... Uh, fun fact, I've never seen the Red Sox win. And I, they are 0-3 when I'm in attendance. But it was... It was a historic outing. I can't remember what it was. But it was some historic marker of the worst starting pitcher line in Red Sox history or something like that. I don't know, but it was like Rick Porcello, <laughs> like the worst Cy Young winner ever. <laughs> yeah, I think even Red Sox fans would admit that. Uh, the flukiest Cy Young winner, definitely. He went like two innings, gave up seven runs. <laughs> I think three or four home <laughs> runs. Just just destroyed. Uh, so that was fun. And then uh, went over to Ottawa. It's a very nice town. Uh, to Montreal, another town that I enjoy a lot. Up to Quebec City. Very, very beautiful town. They actually have the most photographed hotel in the world there. And I added to it when I took a photo of it. Went, dropped down into Boston. So I finally got to see Fenway. Uh, it is a great park. The seats are the worst of all 30 ballparks bar none they are atrocious get new seats boston uh and then again saw the yankees beat the red sox a rod homer in that game although they red sox did win the series but they didn't win that game which is all that matters a rod was in the league in 2015 oh yeah hitting home runs damn and then uh went over to new york stayed with friend of the show eli and saw a mets game at city field Eli sares yes Saw Mets game at City Field. Mm-hmm. Saw Matt Harvey homer. I think his first and only career home run. Uh, that I, mm. I'm pretty sure that was the hottest of all the ballparks I've been to. I'm not necessarily blaming City Field. Uh, it, it just happened to be the hottest. I, I did not stay for the whole game. I would have, I'd, I'd be dead if it was that hot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the uh, Diamond. Yeah, it was, it was the Diamondbacks because. Uh, I pointed out that they play at uh, Chase Field and this is City Field, and Eli just said, "Ooh, Battle of the Banks." I thought that was funny, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Mets creamed the Diamondbacks, who suck, so it made sense. And, yeah, uh, 
but yeah, Matt Harvey homered. Um, remember when he was going to be like the next big great pitcher? <laughs> yeah. I remember the, uh, it's like Yankees need to trade Aaron judge for Matt Harvey. Now <laughs> glad they didn't, but based on his postseason, yeah. maybe they should have just yeah. kidding. Just yeah, kidding. Just like the as a joke, as a joke, just like, Hey, just like the Braves should have given up Ian Anderson and, uh, Austin Riley for G- JT Real Muto. Yeah. It no, was, no. <laughs> was that a, a, a old take exposed? Uh, no, that was like what Miami wanted from us for Real Muto. And we were just like, no, we're good. Oh, that was an, I, I saw it. It was an old take exposed. It was like, I, I can't remember who it was. It was someone else and Aaron judge for Matt Harvey. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, Hey, the good news is you can have Matt Harvey for free now. I actually did something around this time of the year. I know. Um, <laughs> me besides coughing. Um, no, I, uh, Three days after this came out, so this came out July 17, 2015. Three days after, Raw was in Kansas City. This was the night after the Battleground 2015 pay-per-view, which saw the return of The Undertaker. So I got to see that. You remember that huge Brock Lesnar Undertaker Undertaker pull-apart brawl? Uh, That went like... Yes. It went like 15 minutes and went like all throughout the arena. Mm Mm-hmm. I was there. Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. Do you it was remember, a hot crowd. Do you remember the? Uh, do you remember that MJF Regal promo battle on Dynamite? Oh my God! Yeah, I, I was I, there. Yeah, I, I know. It was in Cincinnati. You got some, got some skyline chili. I did not. Oh, here's something. Uh, you don't know what Donato's Pizza is, but if you go to Donato's Pizza, any location. They always give you square slices, and they're not that big, but they're, they're it's really good pizza. But they're just square slices, and you know you can fit them in the palm of your hand. So I go. They have a Donato stand at the Heritage Bank Arena in Cincinnati. I'm like, do you have one of those? Because pers- the, the the you go to Blue Jackets games, you can get personal Donato's pizza, or I think they changed to Papa John's or whatever. But it's like. Yeah, can I get one of those personal pizzas? They're like, oh, we we only serve them by the slice. I was like, all right, uh, let me do five. You know, that's a decent amount. And here comes, like, two big plates, and it's, like, five big slices. I'm like, what is this? Like, you guys don't have triangle pieces of pizza. It's all these little small squares. Where are these triangles from? And uh, I should have... Just been like, no, 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 I don't want this. But I already paid for it, so that was on me. And I ate them, and I felt disgusting afterward. Did you eat all five of them? Unfortunately. Got heartburn. Uh, It was the worst. This past week week was like, I don't even want to jump on the scale. I've had, it's, it's not all my fault. A lot of it, I just didn't have time to go to the gym. But like, ugh, this was... That was yeah. the that was the peak. I'm like, okay, we're gonna not count this week. We're throwing this week out. We're gonna start fresh on Monday. Uh, yeah, I I hear you. Uh, let's see here. Time capsule number one song. I've never heard this. Good for you by Selena Gomez featuring ASAP Rocky. I'm not familiar with that. No, not but me neither. That's not that's not Olivia Rodrigo. I'm familiar with that one. Um. Anyway. <coughs> 
Sorry, I still have a cough. It's uh, something I'm getting over. Now, this quartet of champions in wrestling, this is a very unique group, in my opinion. On the WWE side, you've got WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, NXT Champion Finn Balor, um, TNA World Heavyweight Champion EC3, and Ring of Honor World Champion Jay Lethal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the odd group, if you will. I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, history with this movie. Saw it in theaters, and I think I'd seen it once on Blu-ray as well. Yeah, I saw it in theater. I don't think I've seen it since. Uh, doesn't sound familiar, so I think that would be the case. I usually can judge based on if I remember the end credit scene if I've seen it before. And I did not remember the end credit scenes in this. Hmm. Anyway, uh, the cast. Oh, wait. Figures. So, let's see. Budget, $130 million. Box office, $519.3 million. So, did pretty well on the heels of Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's no small profit. <laughs> no, it's $389.3 million. Adjusted inflation is five ninety one point six million, and that is twenty first on the list, right above Batman eighty nine, which destroyed it in adjusted for inflation, by the way, for what it's worth. Yeah. But right below Iron Man two, which uh, Ant Man has higher adjusted inflation than that one too. So yeah, interesting. But yeah, top. Not quite top 20, but uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a relative unknown, that's a pretty good money line. Mm-hmm. And the Rotten Tomatoes score, we're still not there. I, I remember I said this a while back. I'm waiting to see when it is the critics lose touch with the average cinema goer. I can tell you for a fact, it is, it's, it's definitely this year. <laughs> But I think it might be come sooner. I'm curious when that will be. But if I look at the Black Adam reviews, that uh, that kind of proves my point. But I don't know when that is. But it is not this movie because it was 83% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics, 85 for fans. Ah, uh-huh. 2% off. Damn. But I am curious. I'm, I want to say it'll probably be, I'm guessing around 20... Maybe 2019, I think, is when we're going to start seeing the shift from the critics. It's gotten to the point where I don't even look at the critics' score anymore. Like, like a week before a movie comes out, it's like, oh, the, the reviews for this aren't good. It's like, are, are, have the fans reviewed it? No? Then I, the reviews aren't out yet, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm, I'm done with critics. Done with them, Caleb. Done. Yeah. They no, I get it. They don't know what I want. They told me not to see Black Adam, and you know what? They were wrong. They were wrong. I agree. I agree. And it's better than Thor, and no one else wants to admit it, but it was better than Thor. Well, you know what? We're going to review it. Uh, like two years from now. No, not quite. It's It'll be episode 192. <laughs> mm. So, uh, what, 60 weeks? Yeah, so a little over a year from now. All right. We'll see you then. You ever heard of a cough drop? Yeah. You ever heard of uh, D's Nuts? Well, maybe if you weren't choking on them, you wouldn't cough so much.
Hey, oh, this guy. Um, cast? Yes. Um, let's... first off, shout out to the trio of. Hold on, I get gotta get their names here. Lewis, Dave, and. Uh... No, I want to get the the names of the actors, and I know two of them, but it's the third. Officer Rachel Dawes is the one I can't remember. Which, by the way, that guy was also in The Dark Knight, if you do not recall. Which person? Kurt. Kurt. The Russian. Oh, who did he play in Dark Knight? He was the guard that Harvey Dent kidnapped and was going to like shoot in the uh, ambulance or whatever. He was trying to interrogate in the ambulance. Cause he, and he wore the uh, Officer Rachel Dawes name tag or whatever. Ah, yes. <coughs> David yeah. Dachmoschelson. Yeah. Who, who cares? Who cares? Either way, he was great. <laughs> Michael Lee Pena did. was great. Who cares? Michael Pena was great. Anytime and someone's, Sam by Harrison. the way, anytime someone says who cares, I can't not think of that clip of Mike Francesa. Uh, oh, the, who cares? uh, oh, Stan, Lee. Stan yeah, Lee's yeah, dead. Ah, yeah. oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That man and his eulogies, God, beautiful. He was great in um, he was great in Uncut Gems as well. He was a mediocre player for the Yankees who emphasized the downfall from the '60s. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? He's not quite a not quite the Dave Meltzer of you Googleizing. That's for sure. Dave is good. Atlanta Storm's not so great, but uh, no one <laughs> tops no one tops no. Mike Francesa. No. No, but Dave's obits are actually pretty good, from what I'm told. No, they are. Um, yeah. Let me find the one. Uh, oh, who was okay? The Mike Francesa. Yeah, here it is. Horace Clark was a symbol of the Yankees' fall from grace post 1964. He was a mediocre, just like the Bombers '65 through '74. R.I.P. <laughs> what an all-time eulogy. Wow give a shit <laughs> he was a mediocre player just like his team yeah all right all right to a real one yeah jeez but Stanley, um but yeah cares? shout out to the to the, the trio of uh ti michael pena and uh david dust mulchin mm-hmm. um i think there's really only three main people to talk about yep Although shout out uh, Anthony Mackie, yeah, as a Falcon, getting his ass kicked by Ant Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got uh, how about Corey Stoll as <coughs> Darren Cross or a K A K A Yellow Jacket? Great villain, great villain. Like, right. there's four people I meant to say, but yes, yeah, yeah, there's on. four, there's four. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's a great villain, man, and like. You knew going in, and pardon the pun, but, like, the plot for this is pretty small. And, um, even that considered, like, Yellow Jacket was a very good villain. I mean, he's just, like, what are 90% of villains driven by? Money. What's he driven by? Money. Okay, that's cool. Does he pull it off? Sure. Yeah, Corey Stoll, I don't know. I've never seen every movie he's been in. But I have seen House of Cards where he plays a uh, a politician who, by definition, is a villain. Yeah. Uh, 
And then he's in this, of course. I just can't imagine him not playing a villain. Like, he just looks... He looks like a villain. Like, he yeah. looks like someone you cannot trust. He does. And that's that's a good thing if you're an actor, of course. Uh, but yes, he's the obvious villain. Um, it's very obvious from, like, the first time you see him. And then, yeah. of course, he's uh, Yellow Jacket, which is a, uh, a great villain, too, having someone... Who can also shrink, but also is a, has a little bit of a better suit than uh, than Ant Man, but he's not as well trained. So, yeah, he he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't spoiler, he doesn't win the fight, and some say he's still shrinking to this day. To this day. I, I guess he would be if you listen to the uh, plot from. Yeah, if he went to uh, the the what was it again? Uh, the to go, uh, quantum. it was yeah. the quantum realm. I wonder if he'll, uh, wonder if he'll be in that movie. Uh, that's a rumor. I could see it. I know Bill Murray is. Yeah. Have you seen Bill the leak, Murray? Have you seen the leaked trailer of a uh, quantum realm? Uh, yeah, I did. Good. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Looks, looks pretty good. Yeah. What's that February that's coming out? I believe so. Yes. Supposed to be nice. the next big, hopefully big. Well, I guess we got still got Wakanda forever, and then uh, then Quantum Mania. Well, I mean, the fact that Kang is in the trailer kind of tells you that yes, this is going to be big. Mhm. Well, I don't know if he'll be in it or not, but we have uh, a big time. We don't often get all time greats on the podcast. I mean, we got we've had we've had Jack Nicholson. Uh, that's the golfer. Jack Nick, no, Jack Nicholas is the golfer. Jack, I always get them confused. <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, an all-time, all-time actor. And now here we have Michael Douglas, another all-time, big-time actor, as Hank Pym, the, uh, the creator, I guess, of the Ant-Man suit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a, uh, like I said, it's not often that Hollywood royalty steps into our podcast, but here it is. Yeah, this is when Marvel's like, we need to start paying people. Well, they did. <laughs> we need to get some big names. Big names is what we need. I know. Yeah. One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Wall Street. Oof. Um, Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonder Boys. Um, you, me, and Dupree. Yeah. <laughs> Basic That's, instinct. But, yes. Uh, I already said that earlier. Oh. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> Wall Street for sure. Obviously, yeah. that's the big one. Money Never Sleeps, yeah. Oh, God, that movie. That was... <laughs> that did not need a... Uh, that did I'm, not need a sequel. I'm just joshing you. I still remember the uh, my Facebook post after I saw that movie. I checked into the theater and saw it. And I said, money never sleeps, but you will if you watch this movie. hey It was very boring. Solid dad joke right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. uh, let's see here. Oh, but yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah, no, it's Michael, Michael Douglas. I mean, yeah, come on. no, he was great. He was great as, like, the uh, know-it-all wise guy old man. And also, you know, they the chemistry between him and Evangeline Lilly was really good. Yeah, and I liked uh, how he played off of, of, uh, of Paul Rudd as well. So 
Yeah, old Paul Stephen Rudd. But yeah, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're Michael Douglas, I mean, it's hard to ever criticize a role he's been in, so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned her, Evangelina Lilly as Hope Van Dyke. Dane. I was just... That was Van Dyne. Van Dyne, yeah. Do, Van, do not, Van Dyke was just a um, force of habit because of Dick do, Van Dyke, but... Yeah, no, I th- no. Let's let's go with the use of the word dyke, sir. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nah, she was great, bruh. Like, she, like, had great chemistry with everyone in this film. Yeah, she had L- literally. Inter- I say, yeah, she had an interesting role. I had forgotten that she was, like, a, a double agent, like, she she had uh, Cross thinking that she was with him and that she also didn't like her dad, but then she secretly did like her dad. So I had forgotten that. And then she is naturally questioning if uh, this dude is right for the job of Ant-Man. So I like that. I'd put her uh, pretty high up on the uh, the old standard. The JBS. Yep, the JBS. Yep. Uh, I mean... She's gonna, she's gonna be a hero in the next movie, so she's got to be up yeah. there. We can be heroes, man. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, main event time. Paul Stephen Rudd. And this, you know what? I say Paul Stephen Rudd because, as you may remember, his first uh, feature film was Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Quick mini review of Halloween ends. It sucked. Oh God! It. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for the. Uh... Top ten, bottom five movie list, but yeah. I don't I don't know how that one's gonna escape the bottom five. We'll have to see. Yeah, but no, uh, I was I was I was really waiting on that scene of uh, okay. First off, Corey just beating the crap out of Michael. Like, Give me that mask. Oh god. Okay. All right. Yeah, he just pushes him and over. Then, it's like it's Michael Myers, and he just gets pushed over. Yeah, and then the implication that Michael had to. Uh, ride bitch on the back of uh, Corey's uh, bike to uh, go kill the doctor. That was something as well. Spoilers for <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. I put it on my Facebook. It was a crappy Photoshop, but I put it on there. Oh, God. Terrible movie. Yeah. Terrible movie. <laughs> also, I'm sorry if I offended anyone by using the phrase ride bitch, but yeah, that's... I mean, you offended me with your coughing, but not, not yeah. that. Uh, okay, fair. So I got a Great, question. Sorry, getting over a cough. Here's a question. Out of yeah. all of, pretend all of these people are just normal people, not celebrities, but their personalities are the same. Is there anyone that we reviewed on the podcast that you would want to hang out with more than Paul Rudd? Because the only answer that I could come up with is The Rock, uh, who was in GI Joe, of course. I would have yeah. said Will Smith, but it doesn't sound like he can take a joke. And as a guy, we like to bust balls, so mm-hmm. I think I might have to leave him off the list. But uh, maybe, um, you know, maybe Chris Pratt. But I don't know. Paul Rudd just seems like I bet a Liam guy Neeson. everyone would love to be friends with. I bet Liam Neeson would be a good time. Maybe. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, think about it grizzled old uh, Irish guy, like, he's going to drink you under the table. It's going to be a good time. That's true. I don't know, though. Paul Rudd, have you seen, uh, have you seen his reenactment of, uh, uh, the right round video 
with uh, I... who was it with? That's the dude on. Uh, he does a late night show now. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. No, he. Seth the... Meyers. No, <laughs> it's the one who was on SNL who always laughed during a sketch. Jimmy um, Fallon. Yes, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he and him uh, recreated the music video for the uh, the song "You Spin Me Right Round," and yeah. it's really hilarious. There's you can watch a side by side comparison on on YouTube, and uh, it's like God, Paul Rudd's so talented, and he's this, one of the sexiest men on earth, according to uh, whatever magazine that is. Probably People magazine. He's no, uh, he's no Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm, he's close. Yeah, but I mean, he's no Aaron Taylor Johnson. Did you see Hope when he was, uh, he had his shirt off and he's rocking that prison sculpted body? Oh yeah, no, I get, I get, uh, I get looks like that from women all the time. I can relate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Paul Rudd, he's he's cool. He's funny. Uh, he he's he's a handsome guy, but he looks like a normal guy. Like you could see yeah. this guy in the grocery store, and you wouldn't think anything of it. But uh, he's also really funny. He's done. Uh, he's been a guest on Billy on the Street before. That was uh, also funny. And like he just walks around, and girls freak out. They're like, "Hey, I'm Paul Rudd." And they're like, "Oh my god, I want to sleep with you." He's like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm a Royals fan and a Chiefs fan. It's a good time. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's why that's why people love him so much is because he's got that relatability of someone from not one of the coastlines. Mm. He and Jackson Mahomes must be friends. Maybe let's not rule it out. Mm. Let's hope he's not. His family eventually settled in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, welcome to the podcast, Paul Rudd. Happy yeah. to have you. It's great. Whoa, Paul Rudd graduated from the University of Kansas in Lawrence. He's a Jayhawk. Oh, rock chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why people also enjoy, uh, like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. She's from Kentucky, so it's, like, average uh, Louisville, actually. Again, just, like, not on the coastline. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not at all. Like you, you're from somewhere where things are actually like farmland is being settled, and you know, production of very important things is actually taking place. You know, yeah. Unlike uh, like Michael Douglas, who was born in New Jersey and grew up in Santa Barbara, California. Very relatable. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very, very much relatable. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That cough is relatable. I bet other people have had this cough before. I'm going to try and edit. Don't worry, fans. I'm going to try and edit as much as these out, but I, I might miss it. I point. want you to keep them in. No. So people know, like, Caleb is fighting through it right now for the fans, for the listeners. I'm going to try and keep them out. Don't. Like, no. Nobody wants that. Okay. I disagree. Uh, believe me, they don't. Yeah, let's go to the plot, man. We're, we're here. We open in 89 at the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, and Hank Pym resigns from his job when he learns they're, thre- pissed. they're threatening to replicate his formula. Yeah. His secret Ant-Man formula. Mm-hmm. 
We cut to present day where Scott Lang is being released from prison. So mm-hmm. his friend Lewis picks him up. He wants uh, he wants him to get started on a new job. He's like, I got a tip on a new job for you. And Scott's like, no, no, I want to go legit. I can't go back there. I got a daughter to take care of. Besides, I got a master's in electrical engineering. I'll be fine. Well, cut to Scott working at Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins, yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. And his boss finds By out. The way, do they do they sell hot food? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I've never. I have. It's been years since I've been, so I can't like speak on that. <laughs> been to one not too long ago, but I just got ice cream. So yeah. They did not yeah. have 31 flavors. You're not one of those weirdos who goes to a, an ice cream joint to get a burger. Like, you're not going to Brahms to get a burger. You I'm probably don't even to, have... not going to Brahms at all. I don't know what that yeah. is. I was going to say, you probably don't have Brahms. That's regional. Uh, but yeah, his boss finds out that he was a prisoner. He's in prison for, we learned, grand larceny, and he's a cat burglar and all that. So he fires him, but he does think it was cool that he was a... You know, in prison for that. And we later learn he committed like a Robin Hood style crime where he returned a bunch of money that a company overcharged people. And he hacked into their system and gave them their money back. Which is very nice, but illegal. Yeah. Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store in Hilliard, Ohio. You might check it out, man. Brahms? Yeah. B-R-O-M-S. I'll text it to you. No, no, no. A-U-M. A-U-M-S. Mm-hmm. Brahms. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking it up. This doesn't look familiar. I'm just saying, you might check it out one day. It's it's uh, not bad. All right. Well, I'll, not, take, I'll uh, take your word for it. They're not Baskin Robbins with their 30 but yeah, they're, they're something. Yeah, they do have one in Hilliard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, do they? No. They don't uh, have any. It said they... Damn. No, they don't. <laughs> what a shame. It said they did. Let me do a search radius of 25 miles. Hey, they do have a Baskin-Robbins in Columbus. Yeah, I know. We got a few. You got Spoon Me? That sounds awesome. I've never heard of that. Cold Stone? Heck yeah. Cold Stone? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Graders, Graders is good. Janie's ice cream's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we see uh, Hank Pym visiting his old company, where his daughter uh, Hope currently works, and she's. Uh-huh. Uh They run into uh, Darren Cross, who's now the head of the company. Cross shows everyone a video on the Ant Man project. I like this video because. The audience might be going in thinking Ant-Man's not that cool. It's like, oh, who cares? He shrinks. But the video really showed the potential that an Ant-Man suit would actually have. And it's like, when you really think about it, this this would be uh, pretty powerful. I mean... Yeah, and they expand upon what if. Which, I mean, to be fair, is six years later, but, you know, still... Was it Seinfeld that made a joke about Ant-Man where it's like he shrinks to the size of an ant, but he maintains the power of his normal strength? Maybe that was Simpsons or Family Guy, and they're just like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) Might have been Family Guy or something, but I know I've heard that story where it's like, who's Ant-Man? Like, he shrinks to an ant, but he's as powerful as a 
He maintains his current strength. Like, okay. But as they said in the movie, if that size, your punch can feel like a bullet and kill someone, or it can feel like a love tap. You just, just gotta, gotta find that middle ground. Or you just don't find the middle ground and just, just don't pull your punches whatsoever. Yeah, just kill everybody like Black Adam. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like, it's like Peacemaker said to that old guy, how many, like, deaths do you think Batman is indirectly responsible for because he didn't do the right thing and 86 these people and put them in prison instead, knowing good and well they'd probably break out? I don't know. Just saying. I just want Peacemaker and Black Adam. Look, sometimes might makes right. But yes, Peacemaker versus Black Adam once in a lifetime. I mean, Black Adam would destroy him, but, you know. Maybe. It's hard to say. Uh, So yeah, they show the video that explains why this is actually cool and interesting and not like this is a dumb superpower. But Cross is like, but this project, it uh, never really happened, right? And uh, Pym's like, no, no, it's just a tall tale. And Cross is like, well, until now. And then he reveals the yellow jacket suit, which is very tiny. Yeah. And Pim isn't too happy with this, so he asks his daughter Hope how far along he is. And they're like, well, he really can't shrink a live subject yet. Kind of key. Yeah. So then Scott visits his daughter at her birthday party, and the mom, his ex-wife, and the fiancé kick him out because he can't Ooh, see her because he's not paying child support. Judy Greer... Also in Halloween and Halloween Kills, so got that going on for. Yeah, and it was uh, Jim was the fiance. Yeah, he's a character actor. I remember him and other guys yelling at uh, Mark Wahlberg because he should have shot uh, A Rod. <laughs> uh, should shoot the Houston Astros. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Kicked out of the birthday party. Very sad. It's worth noting yeah. that uh, Jim got a good look at uh, old Scott's van and the novelty horn he had installed. It's like dun, 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 one of those deals. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Also, I loved um, Scott calling Jim an asshat. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's it, it only sounds good if Paul Rudd says it. Like that guy's well, an dude, asshat. I'll- yeah, ass hat. That's an awesome insult, man. It's right up there with dipshit. Like, yeah. Also, uh, the wife said, or the ex-wife says, uh, "Be the man that she thinks you are." So. Yeah. Cut to Cross is in the corporate bathroom with some executive named Frank. He's like, "Ah, this project sucks. I don't like it." So Cross mm-hmm. uses the shrink ray on him, which we see what it does. It just turns you into like a small puddle of guts. So. Yeah. Frank wipes him up and tosses him in, or uh, cross wipes Frank up and tosses him in the toilet. Yeah. What yeah. a way to go. That's like the worst death imaginable. You're literally flushed down the toilet. Oof. I would think by that point you're already dead. Yeah. Well, you're dead because you shrink, and uh, the shrinking clearly doesn't work. It just turns you into a. You, you don't maintain your, you know, body. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. needs your body to live. I agree. So back at Lewis's apartment, Scott gives uh gives in and he asks him about he's like, Okay, tell me about this potential job. So Lewis does this big thing. He does like a, a novelty rundown where he describes everybody yeah. and everybody talks like Lewis and uh 
he tells a long story and even longer. Like, so this guy I know, he's dating this girl and she's really fine. And they go to this bar, right? Like that kind of story. So yeah. in this particular case, basically there's an old man. He's out of town for a week. And he has a big safe in his basement. Good enough. They don't know what's in it, but it's probably good. Yeah. Uh, so they go to do the job. Scott breaks into the house. He gets past the fingerprint door. Very clever, lifting the fingerprint off a doorknob. And then you get to the basement. There's another safe. And this one's even tougher to crack, but he does get it open. And he walks in, and he's like, ah, there's nothing there. And Scott says, well, just just this old motorcycle suit. I don't know why you would uh, seal this up, but he steals it anyway. But, of course, Hank Pym is watching this all from a camera. Expected all this to happen. Can't yeah. fool Michael Douglas. No. He's been around the block no, too many Michael times. No, Michael Douglas always finds it out. Well, we cut to Cross. He's doing more experiments where he tried to shrink a lamb, but he couldn't. Turns into a puddle again. Mm-hmm. Back with Scott. He tries on the suit. He's like... What is this suit? It's so weird. Why would he store this? And he pushes one of the buttons, and he shrinks. And when he shrinks, uh, he shrinks into the bathtub, and he hears uh, he hears Hank on the, the headset. He's like, hey, listen, so uh, this is going to be trial by fire? Well, it's actually trial by water. And Lewis comes in, turns the bathtub on, and uh, he washes him down the drain. He falls into... A nightclub, which is for some reason inside of an apartment complex. Yeah. That was weird. And then, like, right below it, he falls into another apartment with a vacuum running. Like, who puts a nightclub in between two apartments? No, I'm not, man. It's it's those speakeasies, man. Old San Francisco. I don't know. Yep. But, yeah, he gets sucked in a vacuum. He gets out of that, and he's attacked by a mouse. And he finally stops, and Hank tells him, hey, we'll be in touch. Please show up and arrest him. Yeah. Um, then Hank shows up to visit him in prison, and Hank says, let him, uh, he says, look, I let you steal the suit, basically I set the whole thing up, we'd see that, like, the hot girl that was friends with the softball team player or whatever got paid money to do this tip. Exactly. (laughs) The whole, the whole thing was set in motion with some money to some girl on a softball team. Yeah. Uh, And Hank says, wait till you're in your cell and wait for the instructions. And the instructions come when a bunch of ants come in. They bring in a small version of the suit. They blow it up. Scott puts it on. He shrinks down, leaves the cell. And he hops aboard a flying ant and flies off, but gets uh, lightheaded because he flies too high. He passes out. And he wakes up, and he meets Hope. And uh, Hope's like, yeah, I'm the one that had you arrested. Hank wants to use you. I think you're going to screw this up. And Hank explains everything that he created, the suit, and has the ability to speak to ants. I did love when he's like, uh, he gives him coffee. He's like, you want some sugar in it? He's like, yeah, sure. And there's like the ants pushing these sugar cubes. He's like, "Ah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And the ants just turn around and push it away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want bugs in my face. Hey, outro, Ants Marching by the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, is that a song? That is, yeah. Oh, all right. I was the only song I could think of that involves bugs is Fireflies by uh, was Owl City. Yeah. There's no fireflies in this movie. 
I say I think I think DMB might be the move. All right. Um, I mean, there's Alien Ant Farm, but that's the name of a band, so that doesn't work. He we he then tells uh tells Scott that look uh, uh Cross wants to uh, replicate the formula, but I wouldn't give him the formula, so he voted me out of my own company, and so Scott agrees to help Hank. He initially doesn't. He's like, well, that was a hell of a speech. I'll help you. <laughs> But we cut to Cross, and he's finally figured out the formula. He finally shrunk a sheep. So, uh, yeah. Back with Hank, he wants Scott to break into Cross's company and steal the Yellow Jacket suit and the data. And Cross plans to sell secrets to these enemies. Um, so we got to prevent that. So Scott's like, okay, well, let's call the Avengers. And Hank says, no. I spent my life yeah. keeping this secret from people like Stark. I won't hand deliver it to them makes sense it does but i mean at the same time i don't know well he's like oh they're probably too busy dropping cities anyway yeah that was a real uh passive aggressive remark hank's not a big avengers fan i take it nope so uh hank's got one of those bumper stickers that says i don't dial 911 yeah <laughs> i just i just shrink <laughs> yeah uh but later on uh he goes in to say that this technology could change reality. Ooh, wonder what that means. Ooh. So Hope and Scott both tell Hank he's not the guy. And he's like, why don't you do it? And Hank says, well, you know, I used to wear the suit all the time, but it took a toll on me. Which I kind of like that they threw that in there. I feel like shrinking and expanding multiple times would uh, would have an effect on your body. <laughs> you would think, yes. Yeah, I'm glad they included that. So Hank gives Scott the pep talk. Yeah, this was the pep talk, I guess. And then he agrees. So Scott got a little training montage. He trains with the suit, learns about the ants. There's all different kinds of ants. And he learns about the regulator. Hank says, don't mess with it, because if you do, you will shrink. Um, you will go micros- or, uh, subatomic, and you will shrink to the quantum realm where there are no rules of reality, and everything you love will be gone forever, and you'll just be shrinking for all of eternity. He's like, all right, I won't touch yes. that. So, <laughs> yeah, more on that in Ant-Man 3, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So Scott does more tests, some good, some not, and he learns to work with the ants. And later on, Hank tells Hope about how her mother really died. He says that because he kept saying she died in a plane crash, and Hope never believed him. Turns out they were the Ant-Man and Wasp, the OGs, and they were trying to defuse this missile from Russia, or the Soviet rather. Yeah. And they went to, they boarded the missile, but uh, it was titanium plated, it was sealed, and they couldn't get in. So, what did Wasp do? She removed the regulator and went subatomic into the quantum realm, which is when you're so small, even airtight spaces seem like a gaping Grand Canyon. Yeah. So. She went in, just disabled the the missile, and uh, yeah, she's she's still shrinking to this day, like I said. Yeah, and we have not seen her since then. I do like that because technically you could, in theory, shrink forever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could get, yeah, you could get, you could become like a billionth the size of an atom, but you would still exist, but you would still be shrinking. 
Yeah. Sounds awful, but... Uh, I hope they expand upon that in a future movie. <laughs> I bet they do. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Bill Murray will help explain it. Bill Murray, yes. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, that's how she died. And then Scott's there as she tells a, he's telling the story. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. You guys are breaking yeah, this down walls. This this was was this okay? Look, was this supposed to be funny? I laughed. I mean, I kind of did, but then I'm like, ah, this is like this is Marvel's going down the wrong path, and we know it's only going to get worse. Well, but it's I don't know. It's uh, it's Paul Rudd though. Yeah, he can pull it off. He's like, ah, I ruined the moment, I didn't get, I? I get it. That's fine, but then it's like every Marvel movie does something that's like ten times worse than that now. Well, we'll get to those. But uh, Hank's like, yes, yes, you yes, did. Yes, we will. <laughs> He's right behind me, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So they determine they need to steal a piece of technology in an old Stark warehouse to help uh, with this theft. So, but when Scott gets there, he's like, uh, this is not an old warehouse. This is the new Avengers headquarters, which we established at the yeah, this, end of uh, Ultron. Is, yeah, this is Avengers Tower. What are we doing? And then Falcon is alerted of the security breach, and Ant-Man's like, it's okay. He can't see me. And Falcon's like, I can see you. Yes. And he's got the infrared goggles. Mm-hmm. But he and Ant-Man do battle, and Ant-Man shrinks into his, uh, his backpack, disables Falcon's wings. And uh, the whole time he's like complimenting him, like I'm a big fan. I'm sorry, you seem like a nice guy. Yeah. And then uh, Falcon crashes. He's like, uh, it's really important. Cap doesn't find out about this. Yes. And then afterwards, Hank's pretty mad. He's like, you know, you risked a suit by getting almost getting caught. And Scott does show that he stole the item that they came for. So he's yeah got it. How about we celebrate the fact that I fought an Avenger and didn't die? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a low-level Avenger, but he's, it's it's a, it's a soon-to-be up-and-coming Avenger. Exactly, yeah. Which, by the way, I just found out we're going to have enough material to just get to... Well, actually, we might miss by a few weeks. Depends what comes out. Uh, Captain America New World Order. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Brum, brum, I wonder what the outro to that one's going to be. <laughs> I wonder. So, uh, Cross stops by Hank and tells him the company he created is about to be very rich. He's like, tomorrow we're actually going to make $15 billion alone. And he wants him there. And Cross calls Hope and says, I'm tripling security, by the way. And Scott says that we'll get in through the water main because you can't have security in a water pipe, which he's right. And he recruits Lewis and his two friends uh, to help. So we cut to the mission. Lewis drops the water pressure because he's a undercover security guard. Yeah, he was whistling. Yeah. He's like, boss told me to secure the area. I am I'm the boss. boss. Oh. <laughs> Punched and then, him. Yeah. So Ant-Man gets in through a sink, and Hope plants this device that they stole from Stark, which kind of blocks the security signal, and then will later blow up. Uh... So Scott then has all the ants in position and inside these servers at Pimtech and fries them all. And meanwhile, Scott's ex-wife, uh, fiance Jim, uh, the cop, uh, he knows Scott's inside because the van 
that he saw earlier is outside. He heard the honk, too. Yeah. So inside, Cross wants to sell the project to Hydra, who aren't, he's like, yeah, they aren't what they used to be. They're doing amazing work these days. Yeah, sure. He's kind of like the, um, like when people describe the new KKK, they're like, yeah, they, you know, they don't wear the sheets anymore. That's old. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is true. They finally ditched those. But, uh, yeah, same old ideas. So, yeah. Uh, so Scott jumps into the tube where the yellow jacket suit is stored, but it's a double cross from Cross, because Cross knew the whole plan the whole time. He knew about Hope. He knew who Scott was. He knows all about Scott. And he's like, you chose this guy over me. And um, he seals uh, Ant-Man inside the cake, the cake, um, glass case where the um, yellow jacket suit was, but he already has the yellow jacket suit now. And he's about to kill Hank when Ant-Man uses... He, he also got in the training montage these discs. One can shrink an item, one can make it bigger. So he uses the enlarging discs to escape the cage and stops him. So that's good. Yeah. I don't know why he just didn't grow big. Unless, yeah. Unless it was like shatterproof glass, you might break a few bones. I don't know. I suppose. But uh, he made the glass bigger and that broke it. So Cross flies off in a helicopter, and Hank and Hope escape in a tank, cause it, which was a keychain, but actually wasn't. That was a good <laughs> touch. And Ant-Man boards the helicopter, and Cross sees that his company blew up. That's disappointing. Although Lewis did, yeah. did get the guy he punched. That was nice of him. Because he's, sure. he's a good guy. Yeah, he's the good guy. But uh, Cross gets the yellow jacket suit on. The two shrink. They do battle. Ant-Man wins when Yellow Jacket is knocked into a bug zapper. But the police show up, they arrest Scott. But on the way to the jail, police are notified the Yellow Jacket went to Scott's daughter's house, Cassie. And Ant-Man gets away from the police. And the two shrink. They have a fight on this Thomas the Tank railroad set, which is yes, really, really awesome. Yes. Um, I love eventually the train runs over yellow jacket but it doesn't kill him but then they pan out when the train does and it's just like it just tips over and it's like i was gonna say doesn't yeah the train tips over yeah the train just like casually tips over like he just knocked it off and it's like you know makes a like a sound of wood blocks falling down it's like yeah it's a good touch this this fight scene is uh very charming yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the good kind of funny because it's not force. It's like that's literally what yeah. they're doing, and you know just because they're small doesn't mean it's not like these blows aren't fatal. But it's like when you pan out, it's very humorous. Yes. So Yellow Jack is about to kill Cassie as Ant Man. Uh, he's on the back of uh, you know a Yellow Jacket suit, and he's like can't get in, and you know Cross is like it's titanium, you idiot. It's welded shut. So Ant-Man, he's like, well, I have to. And he's just like, I love you, Cassie. Goes subatomic, dives into the suit of Yellow Jacket, disables him, destroys yeah. his regulator. Got a, got all up in them guts. Mm-hmm. So I guess Cross is still shrinking to this very day. <laughs> you would assume. Yeah. And so Cross is shrunk forever. Maybe, like I said, hope that would be nice if he was in the new movie. But uh, Ant-Man, he keeps shrinking. We see an atom go by, and he's smaller than an atom, and then he's just he's just in an area where, like, 
these, I don't know, they look like panes of glass are just spinning around. <laughs> like, is that really what the world looks like when you're that small? Um, yeah. I guess it could. Who knows? But then he's like, oh, well, this sucks. This is the rest of my life. But he's like, ah, wait a minute. I have one of these growing discs. What if I reversed it? Puts the growing disc in the regulator, goes back to normal size. All is well. we got to have sequels, after all. Yeah, of course. And then afterward, Hank ponders. He's like, is it possible to reverse going subatomic? And he's thinking about his wife. Maybe she'll be in the quantum realm, too. Mm, maybe. So it's actually a good movie to watch a few months before, because I'm gonna, I would have forgotten all this stuff. <laughs> like if his wife does show up and be like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so Hope kisses Scott. We find that out, and you know, Pim's not super pleased, but he's like, "All right, whatever." And then later on, Scott has dinner with uh, his daughter, ex-wife, and then. Uh, Jim, he's there. Yeah. The daughter has an aunt who's like a big size now. Yeah, the one that ran over Jim that made him squeal. Mm-hmm. I'd be scared of an ant the size of a dog, too. Yes, I would, too. Well, here's something, because our podcast always coincides with these weird things. For some reason, like a viral photo of like a super close-up ant went viral this week. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah. There's like an ant and something else. I think it was I mean, a different kind of ant, but it was, like, really gross. It had, like, antennas coming out of its eyes, and it had, like, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, those, those photos went viral this week. I was like, oh, what are the odds? I'm not sure why they went viral. I've seen close-up of ants before, but I just saw it on Twitter with, like, 75,000 likes and retweets or whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, so... We then cut to, uh, actually later on, Scott had, or yeah, yeah, dinner, and then uh, he gets a call. He's like, oh, it's work, I gotta go. And uh, it's his friend Lewis. And Lewis gives him one of those big rundowns, and this is where he's like, oh, my friend, he was dating this journalist, right? And they went to a bar, and he went up to the bartender, and he's like, hey, isn't my date hot? And the bartender is Stan Lee, so we got our cameo in. He's like, oh, yeah, your date's really hot. But his date is actually a journalist, and she was interviewing Falcon, and Falcon is looking for a guy, um, and this is very key, because they say, oh, we got a guy who's really big and strong, and we got a guy who uses lightning, we got a guy who crawls up walls, ooh, big, big Easter egg there, Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, we need a guy that shrinks, that's who I'm looking for, and... He's like, what's the long story short? He's like, oh, yeah, Falcon's looking for you. And what did he say? He's like, he says, yes, he wants to meet. So there you go. And then we get a mid credit scene where Hank shows Hope the wasp suit. He says, your mother and I were working on this for you. Maybe it's time we finished it. And then we get a post credit scene. This might, be the, this might be the two biggest scenes we've had. I mean, the Thanos was big last week, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is. That was only one scene. This is two. Yeah. So, post credit scene Falcon and uh, Captain America, they've got Winter Soldier in custody. And Falcon tells Cap, you know, we can't contact Stark because of the Accords. And he's like, well, you know, what, what, do we, what can we do? 
and this is I'm assuming the prequel to the Lewis story, this scene right here. Yeah. And Falcon's like, you know, I know a guy. And setting up the Civil War. The sides are forming. The south the north and the south are uh picking sides. Not quite the same, but not not quite, not quite. <laughs> I actually forgot whose side Ant Man was on. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it must be Caps. But yeah, there you go. And yeah. that was Ant Man. That was Ant Man. Solid film. Solid film. So if I'm gonna rate this on a scale of ten, I guess points I have against it is just like I mean that one instance of like ah kind of cheeky humor. That's not enough to discredit this film. Um again, pardon the pun, kind of a small plot, you know. Mm-hmm. That being said, that being said, eight out of ten, and it's well earned. All right. Yeah, I'm uh I mean look, it's a solid origin story. I mean the yeah. acting is all great in it, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, all great. Uh this is, you know, I kind of put this on the same level as Iron Man in that, you know, Iron Man was like a minor hero before the Marvel movies came along, but he just translates so well to film. And I think I could say the same about Ant-Man. You know, you can have a lot of fun with the Ant-Man character, and clearly the movie did. I mean, we had the, the hilarious battle on the Thomas the Tank train set. That was great. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun with the ants and, uh, everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to also give it an eight as well. I think, uh, got a score of Gami, So, yeah, but as yeah, far as the origin, it. you know, the only origin movies I think that are better than this are probably the two that we previously mentioned, Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's probably the case, but, yeah. uh, Disney plus month continues next week. Yep, next week, folks, Fire with, Disney Plus. With a non-original Disney movie, though, but an acquired Disney movie. This this was Let a Let me make sure it's still on there. Uh, you never yeah, you know take, how these movies bounce around sometimes. I mean, you would think Disney would, even the bad ones, they'd be like, no, we're keeping it. Well, how do we know it's bad? <laughs> how do we know it's bad? I've never seen it. It is still on Disney Plus. There okay. we go. Paint Four Stick. Fantastic Four 2015. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Featuring, uh, well, we mentioned uh, Kang is in the new Creed movie. Yeah. He's also with uh, Michael B. Jordan as mm-hmm. Human Torch. And then also we got Kate Mara, who was in House of Cards with uh, Darren Cross. Look at that. Kate Mara, who, by the way, the sister of Rooney Mara, and wasn't... Hold on, one slow. Is that the same one that was in Zoom? Kate Mara, I believe she was in Zoom, yes. Which is still Oh my god, our, she came uh, back. Yeah. She'll be back next week. Still our biggest money loser. Yes. Negative Miles three million. <clears throat> Miles Teller in his first and so far only appearance on the Hero Cast. Yeah, Fantastic Four, twenty fifteen. Um I mean, I think we all know it's a one and done and uh there's uh they're Still working on the cast for the next Fantastic Four. You know, so. This one has uh, Homer Simpson. Oh. Dan Ca- Castellaneta. There we go. All right. Well, I think I know what your closing quote will be, but how about you deliver that? 
All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. And uh, just always remember, <clears throat> Baskin Robbins always finds out. Change no time to exchange you and all the little answer.